I'm so honored and excited to get to be here and to share. Y'all are the best. Okay, the room feels so great today. So many of you guys. Okay, we love having y'all here on Wednesday. Um, those of you who are on Instagram, we would love to have you join us. We love getting together. We pray over all of you guys, but also this morning you got to be a part of us praying for a few things, but we have already been praying. We've been worshiping this morning because we believe that it's not us having amazing connect groups or us having amazing serve teams and amazing Sundays. It's actually the presence of God that changes people's lives. And so we ask for his presence every single Wednesday, every single day as a team, but we love having you here to do that with us. And before I jump into this leadership talk, I want to take a second and just honor our pastors. We are incredibly, incredibly grateful to have pastors who are not trying to build a kingdom for themselves, but really are encouraging all of us to call on the presence of God and to ask God to come. And they live their life this way. And it is not a normal thing. And um, we pray actually for them every day, but I would encourage all of us as leaders to be praying for them because um, they carry a weight. They don't act like it's a weight. They act like it's a joy and they carry it like it's a joy, but they are carrying um, the weight of everything all of us are walking through and the leadership of this house. And so let's make sure that we're praying for them and encouraging them and um, being easy to lead and keeping our hearts here. And so let's make sure that we're holding up their arms and praying for them. But we're going to jump in. We are going to be reading in Matthew. Lord, I just pray right now that you would give us ears to hear and hearts to understand. Matthew 14, if you guys have your Bibles, um, verse starting in verse 22. And this is a message that is not, this isn't the you know, it talks about the milk and the meat. This is a little bit more of a meat message. Yeah. So get out your steak knives. Yeah. And um, it's, you're going to have to chew it up a little bit. And so in Matthew 14, starting in verse 22, it says, um, Jesus had just got done feeding the 5,000. And he says, immediately after this, so immediately after he feeds the 5,000, he says, Jesus insisted that the disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills and prayed and by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Yeah. Then Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out to you and walk on the water. Wow. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, he said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind had stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. And Andrew and I have actually been um, talking about this passage for a while. And um, we feel like God is speaking something to our church in this. It's not, um, oh God, sometimes you allow hard things in our life 
But it actually says here that Jesus insisted that they get back in the boat. He knew that there was going to be a storm. And so I want to, this is a very strong statement, so go with me. I don't think Jesus allows hard things to happen. I think he insists on the storms. He insists on the storms in our life. And um, whenever we think about that, it's not, oh, he wants he's this mean god or he has you know hard things for us because we know that god has good things for us but there is something that happens when we go through a storm we actually see it at the end what they were the whole point of the storm he says they worshiped him and believed him and so i think at the end of the storm God is trying to get more of our heart. He's trying to reveal something about himself. And we understand a little bit more who he is, that we're able to worship him for who he is. But we see several things in this. One is that we, it's not just he allows it, but he insists on it for us to go through these things. And the second thing is, what thoughts are we having in our storm? Um, Andrew and I have been married about 15 years. And we have gotten to walk through a few storms together. And I'm sure that you guys, if you've been alive for 10 minutes, have gotten to go through a storm or two. And I remember um, when God called us to go to move to Guatemala through our amazing pastors asking us and us being like, no, I don't think we're going to do that. (laughs) And then God getting a hold of our heart and saying, um, actually, this is what this is my best yeah. for you. This is actually um, the storm that's going to take you into the purpose and the calling. We just got done praying for purpose, and God has purpose on every single one of our lives. And if we don't step out into that storm, we're actually going to miss out on the purpose that God has for us. I would not be standing here right now, getting to be under beautiful, incredible leadership, getting to be in community with this group of people. Like I look around, and I am so grateful, so grateful that I get to be a part of this, that this is not my story. I'm getting to be a part of God's story, the story that he's painting. And that's what he has for every single one of us. So I think the things that we think while we're in the storm really matters. If we're thinking, why me? Why do I have to go through this? Um, Andrew and I have been walking through a journey of trying to have a baby for about 15 years. And it has been one of those ups and downs. Oh, he's saying, look this way. Sorry. (laughs) I love looking at the people in the room. (laughs) Um, And I want to say that it has been um, a journey that has been beautiful, but also really, really hard. And the cool part is we've had those moments of thinking, why me, God? And um, the moments of, um, okay, everyone around us is getting the thing that I want, but continue to trust, put our trust in God has gotten us to this point where we are actually going to get to adopt this year. And we are so excited, so incredibly excited, but it has been, um, taking one step at a time through a storm. And I think the things that we are thinking, the the heart postures that we have in the storm matter so much because the truth is, is that 90% of the people stayed in the boat. 90% of the people did not get out. And we can give Peter a hard time for denying Jesus, but I want to say Peter ran to Jesus over and over and over again. And the only time he got in trouble was when he ran away from Jesus. And he ran away from Jesus whenever, Um, he denied him. Every other time we see him being in prison and him worshiping, he keeps running towards Jesus. And we see here that he 
he was the only one that got out and said, okay, in the midst of this craziness, yeah. in the midst of the storm, I'm actually gonna get out of the boat and I'm gonna run towards Jesus. And he got to see, so he got to do something that was crazy, amazing that no one else got to do. No one else got to walk on water, but Peter did because he got out of the boat in the middle of the storm and he got to be have crazy, crazy journey, crazy purpose. And so if you're willing to get out of the boat and do something crazy, if, if God's calling you to do it, don't get out of the boat and do something crazy unless you know God's calling you to, but Jesus said, come to me. He said, get out of the boat and walk towards me. And every single, speaking from experience, every single time Andrew and I have gotten out of the boat and moved to Guatemala or gotten out of the boat and moved back to Guatemala or gotten out of the boat and stood up here and said, okay, Lord, speak through me or um, started a connect group whenever we were scared to open our home or whenever we sign up for a serve team, whenever we're like, why me, God? Every single time we've gotten out of the boat when Jesus said, come to me, we have gotten to do something crazy amazing. We've gotten to walk on water. We've gotten to see God be so incredibly faithful, so, so incredibly faithful. And so he actually says, what kind of faith do you have? So this is the third thing. So the first is um, God insists on the storms. The second thing is it's really important what we're thinking when we get out of the boat is our faith in Jesus. Are we thinking, why, why, do, why is it always me? Um, uh, you know, we feel like we've missed several timelines. Like our, you know, we're in our late 30s, early 40s having our first baby. But the, the cool part is, is, it's exactly what God had for us. Yeah. It's the, the journey that God, and so don't let other people's timelines dictate what God is wanting. Maybe you're single and you're 30 or you're 40 or you're 50 and you're still waiting. I can promise you that God's timeline is the perfect timeline for you. Somebody else's timeline is not supposed to be your timeline. And so making sure you're checking your thoughts and then the kind of faith that we have. Um, the... The truth is, is that God has called this church to something really, really special. God has called this church to this kind of crazy faith. God has called our pastors to do something really, really special. And we are going to get to be a part of walking on water. And so I think it's so important for us to be the type of people who are saying, I'm going to get out of the boat. I'm going to walk on the water. I'm going to get to see God do crazy, amazing things. And he's going to get to use us. He's going to use this group of people. It's not someone else. He, whenever Peter said, which I want all of us to be saying, okay, God, call me out. Call me out. And maybe he's calling you out to start a business or calling you out to um, come up here on a Wednesday and pray. Whatever it is that God is calling you out to do, it may not make any sense at all. But if God is calling you to do it, you are going to get to walk on water. You're going to get to see God do something incredibly beautiful and amazing in your life. And whenever we do it as a group of people, it actually pushes the global church forward because it starts with us. God, um, with these 12 disciples, the entire church is built on this. This was the beginning of a move that has lasted for decades and generations. And so I think God is doing something incredibly special in this season. And he is picking this group group of people to start it, this group of people to say yes and to push this push this vision forward. And so let's be a people that say, okay, God, I'm getting out of the boat. I'm going to walk on the water. I'm going to do the thing that you have called me to do. And let it be a move that not doesn't just push us personally forward, but pushes this church forward and the whole global church forward. All right. Love you guys.